Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another little bite-sized political podcast. And uh, I thought uh, one of the things that, you know, we we, we hear a tremendous amount about is uh, how, you know, we all stand with Ukraine and Zelensky, this, that, and the other. Um, so I then saw a bit of uh, uh, sort of polling taken across the world, looking at... Uh, for example, the Eastern Eastern countries and their views in so many instances versus the West. And there's a startling uh, dichotomy between them. And I'll just give you some of the stats here. Just uh, listen to this. If, if the question is that uh, the conflict between Ukraine and Russia needs to stop as soon as possible, even if it means Ukraine giving control of areas to Russia, so that's the con, that's the... Uh, question, right? 54% of people in India agree, yes, it does need to stop as soon as possible. 48% in Turkey think that. 44% in Russia think that. 42% in China think that. Only 30% in the EU9 think that. In the UK, only 22%. And in the US, only 21%. So there's a complete flip, basically. Um, when you then look at it a different way, uh, which is Ukraine needs to regain all of its territory, even if it means a longer war or more Ukrainians being killed and displaced, which is very much the angle that you see in the media all the time. Well, that view has the support of only 30% of Indians, 27% of Turks, uh, less than 5% of Russians, surprise, surprise, only 23% of Chinese. But then when you go to the West, 38% of the EU9 think that, 44% of Brits think that, and 34% in the United States, which probably makes the United Kingdom the most war-hungry, the most bloodthirsty uh, country in the world when it comes to this issue of, uh, of Ukraine. I wonder where that might be. You think that might be to do with the fact that the, uh, the sheep are subject to 24-7 propaganda on this one. They're told by our media relentlessly that Zelensky's winning. Putin is about to fall at any time. The tanks could be rolling into Red Square. That's the Ukrainian tanks at any moment. And that the um, situation is grim for Russia. Uh, that's what we keep hearing. I know that's not anything in any way connected to reality, but but I, I just wonder, you know, you've got this dichotomy between this war, which seems to enjoy the support of the populations in the, the European populations to a degree, the UK in particular, the US in particular, but pretty much nowhere else. Elsewhere, these major global powers like India, like China, they don't think it's a good idea. Turkey, another one, another online country. You know, they do. They think that the best thing to happen would be that if everyone sat down and agreed a peace now, and if that peace means that Donbass stays under Russian control, and obviously Crimea is part of that, then that's the price we should we should pay, and let's get a peace. And that's the position I hold as well, to be quite honest with you. I want to see peace. I want to see an end of killing, the end of war. I don't want to see the, uh, you know, the uh, the bloodlust satiated by sacrificing more and more Ukrainians in the meat grinder and Russians in the meat grinder as well, which is what it is pretty much in some of those uh, frontline positions uh, in the. Uh, 
on, in the Donbass uh, uh, borders. So uh, yeah, I don't you think it's fascinating though that the, the 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 countries in the east, these major global powers, they haven't bought into the narrative at all. You know, so when people like Boris Johnson or uh, Rishi Sunak or uh, uh, people over in the States like Lindsey Graham or whatever, whenever they tell you how crucial it is, we fight to the last dead U Ukrainian. That's not a view that's in any way popular in the East. They don't see it like this at all. And uh, I think that shows you that in a way, this is a very manufactured situation. It's been shoved down the, 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 the throats of people in the, uh, in the West. As I say, if you turn on our media, you're never going to miss it because it's always there. But I don't think that's any way helpful or any way, um, you know, um, good, because it means that too many in this society then want to see the killing continue. And, uh, you know, as I say, I do think that this is a great dichotomy between East and West. And uh, it may well, you know, have implications in other theaters of war. Because obviously, you know that there is tension between China and uh, and Taiwan and the West, and uh, there's tension with Turkey as well. Um, so India has managed to, in all circumstances, play a very sensible card here and uh, not get itself wrapped up in the fantasies of NATO. And I think that's all to the credit of Mr. Modi and his colleagues in the Indian government. Just like the Chinese, to be fair to them, they're the people currently trying to get peace. So what a strange upside down, down world we live in when countries like China, for example, can be seen to be a much more honest broker than the warmongers in Washington, D.C. and Downing Street. Thanks for listening.